Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits. I know there is so much information out there, so I'm here to help you navigate it all and live your best life. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Happy to have you here. Happy to have received a lot of positive feedback after last week's episode with Brian, my producer, from everything that I read and that I saw. It sounded like you guys liked that format, just the very kind of relaxed conversational format that I think really supports having a really genuine, authentic conversation. And even though we were using your questions from Instagram, it wasn't so much as like a formal Q&A, like when I do a solo Q&A episode myself. So I was happy to hear that. And it is noted. And I think you guys can probably look forward to more episodes like that in the future. And today, I also have a really fun episode for you. I have Lauren Bostick back on. If you haven't listened to the episode that she did on my show back in March with Michael, her husband, in that episode, we talk more about like brand building and business and It was a while ago, so I can't remember exactly what, but we got into a lot of topics in that episode that we're not necessarily going to cover today. Today is very much beauty and wellness focused. She and I are both skincare, beauty, devotees, aficionados, and so I always have a good time talking with her about all of that. So this episode is really chock full of just so much from, of course, her famous tips and tricks, but we just have a really candid conversation about beauty standards and best and worst beauty practices and of course Botox filler and surgery and her approach to skincare and we talk about how her approach to beauty and wellness has evolved over the years. She gets really candid about her double jaw surgery which really gave her an identity crisis and it changed the trajectory of her career and obviously it worked out to be a really positive thing but it's just interesting to hear her experience with that. We talk about why subscribing to irreversible beauty trends can be a bad idea. 
We talk about the craziest things she's done for wellness. We talk about a revelation that she had when she microdosed on mushrooms. We talk about how to tune out the noise and focus on her own lives instead of everyone else's and so, so much more. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And as always, if you're enjoying the show, I really love when you share it, but it also would mean a lot to leave a review follow the podcast. If you're not, subscribe, leave a rating, all of that good stuff. It really helps to keep it in the charts when we are swimming in a sea of podcast soup. Okay. Anyway, without further ado, Lauren Bostick. All right. Well, welcome, Lauren. So happy to be back here with you. Sorry, I was drinking a turmeric shot from Sun Life. <laughs> very on brand <laughs> and very on theme for this episode. So when we recorded last time, I interviewed both you and Michael. So if anybody is listening and they haven't listened to that, definitely go back. We talked about business and family and brand building and all of that. But today I really want to talk to you about beauty and wellness. And it's funny because before the interview, I was trying to find old interviews that you've done. And I found something, I think it was like the Del Mar times, probably like 12 or 13 years ago when you were just starting out. And it was when you were, you wanted to do like nutrition, like fitness and nutrition. And when you had started your blog, I think it's so cool. Like I was reading it kind of like, oh my God, I'm so proud of her. Like that's how I felt just because you've been so intentional this whole time. And you've obviously built like a, a monster brand since then. But I would be curious to hear about the evolution, like just for people that don't know how you started the Skinny Confidential and then how it evolved. And then we'll get into like all the beauty and wellness stuff. That's your forte. That is so funny that you found that article that is very, very vintage. I started it definitely as a health and wellness niche, but I did know that I was going to expand that. So I started to notice that the girls on campus that I was going to school with were complaining about weight gain. And so at the time I started modifying everything. I would go to Starbucks and say, you know, can I get a passion iced tea, no sugar, no syrup, no water, just passion fruit, add green tea. Like I would do all these, like another example is we had Rubio's on campus and everyone would eat all this Rubio's. And so I would say, can I get the street tacos wrapped in lettuce? So I, I wanted to share this with someone. So simultaneously, I did what I'm supposed to do and joined the sorority. I put that in quotes. <laughs> and literally two hours after joining, I left because they wanted $800 a semester to have friends and community. And so both of that was sort of how the Skinny Confidential came to be. I didn't want to pay $800 for friends and community. And I wanted to share my modification tips and tricks, but also learn other people's. So it definitely started as health and nutrition. As I started to evolve, the audience sort of evolved with me and it became more beauty and wellness. When I started, though, I was a teacher at Pure Bar, Pilates, very fitness and health focused. So that is where it came to be. The Skinny Confidential has nothing to do with being skinny. It's like getting the details, getting the juice, getting the skinny. What was your lifestyle like back then? Because I know you were bartending too and, and you were teaching fitness classes. Were you into health and doing all of this stuff yourself at the time, aside from doing like the modifications? How active were you? What was your diet like? All of that. I was so broke and so poor. I was living at my godparents' house for free. I was working all hours. 
I remember going to dinner with a group of all of these super wealthy girls from my town and my credit card declining. It actually wasn't a credit card. It was a debit card. Excuse me. I never (laughs) had a credit card actually until I got married. And I always was trying to figure it out. So I I was running on empty in my bank account, but I kept finding strategic ways to work it out. So I would pick up a job, like I said, at Pure Bar or Pilates or a catering job or work a little longer at the bar all while supporting my side hustle. And I think that a lot of people tell you, go work for someone nine to five and then switch jobs and see what you like. My advice would say, go into the service industry where you can work at night and work on your side hustle and use your energy towards that. So by the time you've put in three years of service industry, you've made your money, but you've also been able to build what you want to build and whatever your craft is. I'm very happy I did that instead of working nine to five looking back. Yeah. I mean, if you're working nine to five, that's all of your time there. And then there's barely anything left over. So it makes sense that you can kind of tailor your schedule a little bit better if you're doing a job like that. And the light. Okay. <laughs> if you're shooting pictures, you you know, when you get yeah. home at five, that doesn't work. Yeah. And nine o'clock in the morning, like for me, I don't want to shoot pictures first thing in the morning. I'm a puffy McPuff in the morning. So I would want to shoot later in the day. And if you're coming home at five o'clock, you're not going to get out there till six. So I think the service industry is super powerful for someone who's an entrepreneur. As you probably know, I am all about micro habits. I really believe that they can add up to big improvements in our lives if we stick with them consistently. And one micro habit that I've been doing all year is incorporating athletic greens into my daily routine. So why it's beneficial is because one scoop of athletic greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more. They all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in our diets, increase energy and focus, aid with digestion, and support a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products or pills. Adding this is such an easy daily habit that can really improve our lives. And I really like the convenience of the individual packets, whether you're on the go, traveling, taking it at the gym, taking it at work, or just taking it at home. It really makes it super simple. Athletic Greens continues to obsessively improve their one holistic formula based on the latest research. And the product has even gone through 53 iterations and counting. They really go above and beyond to perfect this. And they also do 30 third-party testing to ensure their customers continue to receive the highest quality and best daily nutritional habit on the planet. Right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system. So they are offering you guys, my audience, a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit my link today. You'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again. So whether you're looking for peak performance or better health, covering your bases with Athletic Greens makes investing in your energy, immunity, and gut health each day simple, tasty, and efficient. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash files and you will join health experts, athletes, and health conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every day. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash blondefiles, B-L-O-N-D-E-F-I-L-E-S, and get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. By now, I'm sure you know that I am a big fan of meditation. It really changed my life and it changed 
pretty much every area of my life. And because I'm vocal about it, I get messages all the time from people asking where to start. So I totally understand if you don't want to start with something like a class or any kind of big commitment. And the good news is there are so many other ways. And I personally really love Headspace for this. So Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and a super easy to use app. It's one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. And whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. So if you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation, which I have probably used a hundred times. If you need help falling asleep, they have wind-down sessions. And I used these when I was traveling and I was having really bad jet lag. It really helped me to fall asleep when I was super struggling the first few days. If you are a parent, Headspace even has morning meditations that you can do with your kids. And Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. So you deserve to feel happier. And Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E. And they are giving you guys a free one month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. And you can do it on your schedule from anywhere at any time. So again, go to headspace.com slash blonde for a free one month trial. This is the best deal going on right now. So I highly recommend you guys go check it out. Hey, Fidel Curry Lee here. So can we all agree that mental health is okay to discuss and doesn't have to be so taboo? Life throws curveballs at us on a daily, and the least we can do is cater to the relationship that we have with ourselves. So catch a new episode of my podcast, Because Life, every Wednesday to hear me and a mental health professional go there as we dive deep, be vulnerable, probably cry, and definitely laugh to discuss issues we all battle that become part of our mental health journey. Look, I get it. Life is hard. Talking about it together can make it a little bit easier. Tune in every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is kind of something that we touched on in the last episode, but I remember seeing it in the listener questions quite often for this episode. And a lot of people wanted to know how to break into this space and break into the wellness space. Is it too saturated, which we got into in detail before, but also a lot of people are a little bit older and they want to leave their nine to five or they're not feeling satisfied with whatever job they're doing and they want to transition to, you know, blogging, influencing, podcasting, whatever, but they feel like they're too old. So how do you feel about that? I think that's an excuse. Yeah. I think it's I think that they need to get out of their own way. And this is an unpopular opinion. I think they I'm the saturation excuse is saturated. I'm bored mm-hmm. with that. I feel that you are making an excuse of why you're not doing something. So what I would tell you to do is the same advice I just said. I would quit your 9 to 5 and I would go work at a restaurant as a bartender and I'll tell you why. As a bartender, you learn how to finesse energy. So I'm talking to you, but I'm also feeling over here what he needs while also ringing things up while also making sure that the kitchen's okay, while also making sure that table 45 is okay. So you learn how to move energy and finesse it. So you learn 
It's the same with social media. You need to understand and read the room. So that's number one. The other thing is you learn how to multitask. You learn how to be effective and you learn how to time management. Like Mm -hmm. you're there, you have to get things in quick, but you're also able to come home and work on your side hustle. For me, it's a win-win with the service industry. Mm -hmm. I would recommend it to anyone that's trying to break into influencing. It's like use your daytime towards the hustle. And then at night, Go learn people and study people and human nature. Bartending is, I think everyone should do it just once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's character building. I mean, a lot of people say like everybody should work in the service industry at some point. And I kind of agree with that for that reason. But we were just talking off mic about like TikTok and there are so many platforms now where you can grow so quickly that it's crazy. I mean, I, I think that like, yeah, it's so saturated and that means that anybody can break into it. There's room for everybody. So yeah, I think that with TikTok, it's, it's hard, you know, it's hard to evolve as a creator too. It's like, we're so attached to doing what we do every day, which is like podcasts and then Instagram and Instagram story. And it's like another platform, but at the same time, you do have to be malleable and evolve, even though it's hard Mm -hmm. when you're stuck in this. But I think that with TikTok, there is so much room, like you said, to grow big and grow fast. It's like, why not take a niche idea? You know, I say like, if you like sea monkeys, mm-hmm. do a whole TikTok dedicated to sea monkeys. There's other people in the world that like that. You have to find what makes your perspective unique while engaging the audience. So again, it's it's a finesse. It's a dance. But if you're out there and you're saying that the industry is saturated, mm-hmm. you, that's you got to get a new excuse. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we addressed that because (laughs) it's like every time I'm talking to you, everybody wants to know that because I think so many people want to break in. So many people, especially after the last year, are feeling like dissatisfied or like they just want to transition into something else. They're reevaluating everything. And I think you're such a good person to talk to about that. But let's get to beauty. I feel like you and I could talk about this stuff all day and we have limited time. So what was your beauty routine like when you started Skinny Confidential. Now you're a proponent, obviously, of like staying the F out of the sun. That's your big thing, skincare. Were you into tanning beds? Like what was your your beauty regimen when you started or even before the blog? I had the Playboy Bunny sticker on my lower hip in high school. <laughs> I went to a tanning bed every single Friday. I fucked up my nails with acrylic tips. I have gotten bad extensions. I've sort of tried it all. And then my mom always instilled in me to stay out of the sun and sunscreen. So as I got older into my high school years, I started to see what she was talking about. So hyperpigmentation. And I'm the type of person when I notice something, I'll quickly change my behavior. So you know, I started to get a sun mustache and then birth control on top of that, a bad glycolic peel. It start, you know, it started coming up. So mm-hmm. I started to notice this. And in anything in my life, I try to be preventative. I've been like that since I was little. So I realized, okay, I can continue to lay in the sun. It's going to get worse. Or I can nip this in the bud and just stay out of it. And I really think for me, this is not for everyone, that staying out of the sun helps my skin. Am I in a cave? No. <laughs> like I'll open the shades in the morning. Right now we're sitting We're sitting in the sun. Mm-hmm. I just think I get enough incidental sun exposure that I don't need to be baking in a tanning bed or the sun. Mm-hmm. My routine obviously has evolved as I got older, but I got Botox very, very young. No one was getting it this young when I got it. Like I was 21 years old, maybe even 20. And people thought I was fucking crazy. 
And again, I was being preventative. I saw that line getting deeper and deeper. And I was like, I might as well nip this in the bud. Looking back, I'm really glad I got it young. But if my daughter came to me right now and wanted it, I would tell her no. So I get both sides. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's so much there that I want to unpack. First, I'm just curious, were you always able to nip something in the bud and change the behavior as soon as it was brought to your attention? And where do you think that came from? My parents raised me with a mentality to to figure it out. If I wanted something, go get it. So this is a stupid example, but I wanted a boob job for like six years. The second I turned 18 and graduated high school, I got one. And that's because they were like, you want it? Go figure it out. So I, you want that car? Go get it. You want, you want that job? Go apply for it. It was never coddling. It was always like, you have to go after what you want. Both my parents were entrepreneurs. So I saw that aspect of it too. And I think the way I want to raise my daughter is not like, here's this, here's this, here's this. It's like, you want this? Go figure out a way to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was helpful and it's been helpful in my career. Sure, there's probably negatives to it, but I do think it's helped me with being preventative and proactive. I just feel like for me, I was told also by my parents, especially my mom, who's like skincare obsessed as well. And she was a sun worshiper and she got so, so dark until she was like 30-ish and then she completely stopped. But I feel like for me, at least at that age, like I was just so defiant and it was so in to be tan and you would go on spring break and come back and like go in the tanning booth on top of it and try to be tanner than your friends. And I was not able to stop it. I mean, I was like doing it through my 20s. But I think for some people, because I know the argument I think that you were referring to that like vitamin D is good for you. And you hear people kind of counter the argument of staying out of the sun with that. Like, no, it's healthy. We need the sun. We've been living in the sun for like our entire history. And it does all these things for you. So many benefits. But I also think that like skin type comes into play. You and I are blonde, fair skinned, blue eyed. I have friends who have different skin than me and they can sit in the sun and put some sunscreen on, but get a real tan and they still have like flawless My friend Ingrid, my friend Ingrid is in the sun every single day and she, in person, she has the most gorgeous skin. That's just her makeup. I, I think everyone's different when it comes to getting the fuck out of the sun, but I'm sharing my journey. And a lot of people in this book said, lay in the sun. Jessie mm-hmm. Golden is, and she has beautiful skin, is mm-hmm. a huge proponent of laying in the sun. She does butthole sunning or she suns her butthole. <laughs> and listen, you got to do what works for you. But what are the benefits of butthole sunning? It's actually amazing. <laughs> and I do it with red light therapy. Okay. So I like <laughs> bend over like I'm in doggy style. I'm not even kidding you in front of my juve. And what it does, and you people can go look this up. I'm not you know, I'm not being funny. I'm being serious. (laughs) It actually like invigorates you and gives you energy because our buttholes or Michael's ball sack is not used to seeing the sun. So it's like a place that the sun never gets to. Mm -hmm. It's also called yawny sunning, like vagina sunning. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lay outside in the sun sunning my butthole because I'm not a huge (laughs) fan of the sun and laying in the sun. But when it comes to my red light, it's it really like you do feel it. It's crazy. And Brian, I know you're taking notes to <laughs> yeah, go do it. I hear Don't Brian. Mind. I hear Brian laughing back there. <laughs> Brian, pull your butthole out. <laughs> One of my questions today was going to be like, "What's the craziest thing you've done for beauty or wellness?" We can get to that, but that sounds like it might be up there. I feel like though, when I was in the tanning bed twice a day every day in high school, I was 
getting sun at my butt. <laughs> that is true. In the tanning bed, you get it on your butthole. But yeah. if you think about it, you feel rejuvenated when you get out of the tanning bed. Very rejuvenated. I know. You like I have just... a nap and then you wake up and you're like, whoa. It's because of the butthole sunning. The butthole sunning. All right. Well, the more you know. I should so... have put the Playboy funny sticker on my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Do tanning beds even exist anymore? I mean, do people still go? They I feel do like- because I wanted to call this book Get the Fuck Out of the Tanning Bed. I like the sun better. Now it's, yeah, it's easy. Sounds it easier. rolls off the tongue easier. Mm-hmm. But they do exist. And I didn't I didn't want to hurt anyone's business. Oh, yes. The sun's you, not a business, right? <laughs> you would be, you definitely piss somebody off. Every, there's someone to get annoyed with every single thing nowadays. So 100%. There's probably like 500 <laughs> people getting annoyed with this right now. <laughs> okay. So you said that you did preventative Botox at 21. How was that on your radar? I mean, how did you find out about these different beauty things? Was it just from researching things for your blog? Was it somebody in your life? It's I I had a trapper keeper. It was pink. I had every single article pulled out. This is a different time, right? This is 2011. I had a built-in blog in this trapper keeper. And it's interesting. It's so old school. It's so old school. (laughs) I look back on my life and my favorite thing to do when I was little like obsessively with scrapbook. Uh And so what I've realized is I've essentially been blogging since I was like seven years old. Mm -hmm. I I enjoy the process of creating things out of nothing and sort of journaling, but in a creative way, like not just writing. Not that writing is not creative, but like more visuals. So with the Trapper Keeper, I had all these articles. I was really into research, internet, asking people questions, doctors, all the things. And so I just found someone who's super conservative because I was young, interviewed her, interviewed a couple other doctors. And all I did was just the 11s, just between here. Mm-hmm. And it was so minimal and so little and just not a big deal. And I, I'm a big fan too of like not going overboard. Like if you're going to do Botox, I wouldn't say go in and do your eyes, your 11, your forehead. I would say just try a little bit somewhere to see how you like it. Mm-hmm. Also, like I'm sure you've covered this, don't go get a group on. You got <laughs> you got to find someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. And that's not an Instagram ad that's serving you. I'm mm-hmm. really find someone who understands you because a lot of the doctors will try to give you more more more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I first got Botox at this point. It was like seven years ago. But I think also when you have never put it in your body before, you respond to it like crazy, like a tiny bit goes a long way. I was at my dermatologist actually getting a skin check. I was maybe like a year or two sober and I had all these wrinkles in my forehead from sun damage and just, you know, treating my body like shit for so long. And I remember they asked if I wanted Botox. I didn't even really know what it was, but they only put a few units in. And I was like this table, like so smooth, couldn't move anything except my eyebrows up and down just a tiny bit. And it's so funny because I look back on it now and I'm like, that was my first, that was like my first high. And I've been chasing that high ever since. (laughs) So much like the first time that I did cocaine, like I remember it so well. I was so high. It was the best thing in the world. And then every single time after it that you're doing it, you're trying to chase that same feeling, even though you never really get it back. So you do like more and more and more. And I feel like people do that with aesthetics. Like the first time you do Botox or filler, you do a little bit and a little bit goes a long way and you, you love it. It feels so good. And then you want to keep like chasing that. And so that's how people end up looking like crazy, especially in LA. 
I completely agree with you. And I do think that you have to be careful because problem is, is once you do one thing, then you're like, oh, I can do this too. And I've seen it with so many people, including myself. Like I remember one time I overfilled my lips too much. It was too much. And I think it's a fine line, right? You you have to be careful. I think these conversations are important. I think what's maybe problematic is when people don't talk about it and they say they haven't got anything done. And we've talked about this before. It starts to create these unrealistic standards. I've tried to be really honest. I know you have too about what we've had done. So people, you know, don't think my boobs are natural. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not... Also, I'm not going to apologize for getting fake tits. Mm-hmm. If that makes someone uncomfortable, that's their problem, not mine. Yeah, I've always been like that since I was little. I'm not going to apologize for something I want to do to my own body. I would never expect anyone to apologize for anything they've done. I'm just saying, if you've done it, own it. Who cares? I have been talking about the benefits of CBD for a while now, and I do have an episode coming up where we're going to take a deep dive, but I have to say I'm so grateful for it, especially right now, because not only does it help with things like anxiety and insomnia, but it has seriously helped with my foot pain and the inflammation that's come along with my little injury that I sustained in Greece that has turned into a much bigger injury. So I like Ned's full spectrum hemp oil, which is, like I said, amazing for anxiety and stress, but it also helps with pain relief, nausea, and more. So not only is it helping with that pain and inflammation, but it's been helping with the side effects that I've been experiencing from some of the meds that I've had to take. So It comes in three potencies. I like the 750 milligram. It also comes in gel caps now, which is a total game changer because since Ned doesn't add anything, it doesn't have any synthetic ingredients or flavors in their CBD oil. If you don't like the flavor, you can opt for the gel caps and then you kind of bypass all of that. So they also have a sleep blend that has also been really helpful because my pain gets so much worse at night. So this tincture has CBN, which is a powerful cannabinoid that promotes sleep and 750 milligrams of full spectrum CBD from the purest single source hemp flower extract with organic and wildcrafted botanicals used in traditional medicine. So along with this, they also have Mellow, which is the magnesium blend that I absolutely love. It has L-theanine, my hero supplement and GABA and over 70 trace minerals. And it's just so incredible before bed. So definitely check that out too. And they have a bunch of other amazing products. So if you want to check out Ned and try their CBD for yourself, go to www.helloned.com slash blonde or enter the code blonde at checkout for 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order plus free shipping. That is H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash B-L-O-N-D-E. And again, that's 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first First, subscription order plus free shipping. Some of you might remember when I was working with my nutritionist, Rob Yang, years ago, he really helped turn things around with my bloating and other issues that I was having with my body. But he's also a strength and performance coach, and he was such a big proponent of 
replacing your electrolytes. So he always told me to put some sea salt in my drinks and it was just not something that I could really get behind because of the flavor. And luckily now we have better options. So this is where Element comes in. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt with no sugar, none of the junk, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited no matter what lifestyle or diet you follow. Their product contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, that's 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. And why this is important is because I'm sure so many of you guys listening eat pretty good whole food-based diets, not a lot of processed food. And while obviously this is really good for us, oftentimes we're not getting enough sodium. And if we don't replace the sodium, it can negatively impact our health and performance. And when Rob told me years ago to incorporate electrolytes into my drinks, it was to help with workout recovery and also bloating. And it really makes such a big difference for me for both of those things. So I love the watermelon salt. I love the citrus salt. I love the orange. They also have other great flavors like mango chili, raspberry. They have grapefruit and they also have an unflavored one if that's more your style. And Element is loved by professional athletes. Many teams are given this via their performance coach or nutritionist. It's also used by Olympic athletes and us regular people too. So you guys definitely need to get in on this. They have such a good deal for you if you want to try it. You guys can just purchase an Element sample pack for the cost of shipping, which is $5 for U.S. orders. If you go to drinkelement.com slash blonde files, and if you're not happy, they will refund your money, no questions asked. So basically, you can try this for yourself just for the cost of shipping. If you go to drinkelement.com slash blonde files, that's drinklmnt.com slash B-L-O-N-D-E-F-I-L-E-S. I was having a conversation with the pop apologists. They were actually on my podcast today. And we were talking about beauty standards, which I want to talk to you about, especially now that you have a daughter. But we were talking about beauty standards and how kind of the Kardashian body, which is very curvy, has become the new beauty standard and how in some ways it might be advancing things a little bit because we're not just, you know, doing this stick straight thin thing anymore. But at the same time, that's becoming the highest standard of beauty and it's not possible without surgical enhancements, which so many people don't have access to. And then when there's absolutely zero disclosure about it. So, so many people who are like their devoted fans don't even know that it's surgery. I think that's a really interesting point. And that's where it gets really problematic. Like if somebody is looking up to you, for example, and they don't know that you had surgery, if you hadn't disclosed that, you know, then it's really creating damage, I think, for people. Yeah, I think it's like a twofold thing. You have to train yourself not to be triggered and led by it. You have mm -hmm. to really, you know, have a strong intuition, a strong confidence in yourself. So I would say we can all work on that. I think the more you work on your confidence, I'm not a fan of the word trigger. Like I I never want to think anything triggers me. Only I can trigger myself. If something mm -hmm. triggers me, I need to look into why that triggers me. 
So I think like making it like outside people have the ability to trigger you. It's like, okay, let's turn that around, maybe mute that person and figure out what's going on. So that's Mm -hmm. one part. And the other part is, is this, it's that if you are subscribing to the trend in social media that's happening right now, it actually can end up being aging. And let me explain what I mean. So when I got my fake boobs, I got big fake boobs because that was in trend. And now that's not really in trend. So it actually ends up dating you to where you are. Another example is Michael has tattoos. And I've told him when he's 60 years old, people are going to know he's 60 years old because at the time when he was 30, tattoos were cool. So you also have to like be careful how much you follow the trends of plastic surgery or social media because it ends up almost not youthful and working against you. Does that make sense? Yes. And I say this all the time, like especially the thing with brow lifts that are like pulling up this, the tails of your eyebrows, like you're going to be able to look back in five or 10 years and know that somebody did that at this time because it's, it's trendy right now, but it's going to go out of fashion in a few years. And I think that like it's such a dangerous game. And I think so many people are falling into that trap right now where they're trying to do like the Bella Hadid face. And I always use her just because it's such an easy example. I think she's beautiful, but not everybody can pull that off. But so many people are trying. And I totally agree with you that it ages you. Not to mention like even just a lot of these procedures like the buckle fat removal, the brow lift with the end, like the tails lifted really high, that really will age a face. It will age your face. And also, listen, I think that like for me, I want to be on a mission to look the best version of me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to look like anyone else besides me. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, hopefully that trend is coming into trend because I think... It, it it you're so right about it ends up aging you and working against you. And, you know, we talked on my podcast, maybe one day I might want to get my boobs out and get a fat transfer, or leave them how they are. Like it, it I don't know if I'll want huge boobs mm-hmm. in 10 years. Yeah. So I think there's pros and cons of plastic surgery. You have to be careful. You have to do your own research. You have to be your own guru. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you did your boobs pretty young and you did the Botox. Is there anything else that you've done since then? Or what do you do to maintain? So I have obviously filled my lips. I talk about it all the they time. They look amazing. I've been looking at your shape this whole time. I'm like, oh, that is the shape that everybody wants with the lip lift, like just a little bit higher really? in the cupid's I, I bow. Feel like, see, I see I'm like fucked up because I'm like, maybe I want a little more. <laughs> no, it looks really good. <laughs> um, I have not had any plastic surgery done to my face, mm. but I have had jaw surgery, which was a whole fucking thing. I I mean, I had a full blown identity crisis, like a real identity crisis where I could not look in the mirror for two years. This is so interesting to me because it's so popular now, maybe not necessarily double jaw surgery, but yeah, I think so, where they like orthognathic surgery and then when they break the jaw and shaving it down, I mean, so many people in the public eye are doing it and so many influencers, not really people in the wellness space, but like you know, different kinds of influencers, like Instagram models. And I remember you saying like how traumatic it was and how hard of a recovery it was and how you had the identity crisis. So it just seems like 
so much to go through electively when it's not for an actual issue. I know that you had popping and you were clenching your teeth. And can you tell people if they're not familiar, which I'm sure most people are, but why you had that surgery in the first place? So I had my top and bottom broken, no shaving. And it was for problems. Mm -hmm. I was experiencing the worst grinding you've ever heard. It sounded horrific. I was snoring like it was embarrassing to sleep next to me. My bite was off. My teeth were getting grinded down. I was literally going to have no teeth by the time I was like 40. It was so bad. And this was something that I had been told I needed since I was 12. And finally, I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to get it over with. I thought I'd be swollen for a month. I was swollen for two years. And it's not the swelling that even fucked me up. It was looking in the mirror and not recognizing yourself and thinking, oh my God, what did I do? And not having anyone to talk to because you you can't, no one's going to understand that. It's a very mm-hmm. like weird thing. And then having people say online like, oh, she overfilled her face because I was swollen. There, like there was no filler in my face at this time. Mm-hmm. I, the last thing in the fucking world I wanted was, was filler in my face. Right. So to have like everyone saying rude things, but... I am so glad it happened. And and anything in life that's bad, there's always a silver lining. It happened because one, I think it's a really good reminder not to lead with your looks. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like I was leading with my looks. I'm just saying it humbled me. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it cracked my ego open and it made me start creating content that was maybe more meaningful without me in it. Mm-hmm. So I started making it even more about the audience. So that was one thing. And then eventually I ended up launching a product line that had to do with bloating. I still, to this day, have two screws in my face. I've had the plates removed and I still get swollen every single morning. So people, and and now that I'm talking about facial swelling, so many women have messaged me saying, no one's ever talked about this. I didn't know I was swollen. Swelling can come from sleeping wrong on your pillow. It can come from too much wine. It can come from not enough hydration. You can just wake up and have a puffy face. And so to be able to create this product line where I know it's a simple tool you can use every morning and it's like it works is really, really liberating and it makes everything I've gone through worth it. And honestly, the identity crisis, as hard as it was, looking back, I like I'm really just I'm grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the product really does work. Another thing that can really make people bloated and puffy in the morning, just because we were talking about this, is filler. It can really disrupt your lymph system. And I think a lot of people don't know that, especially if they're putting it like under their eyes and their cheeks. It can completely disrupt that. So then you get like the puffiness under your eyes all the time, the bloating. I am not a fan of filler under the eye. I have to tell you this. For me, I think it pushes your eye up and makes it smaller. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to do that. So if I were going to tell someone to get filler anywhere on their eye, I would say your temple over your under eye because you're pushing the eye up. And another thing with filler, filler's aging too. Mm -hmm. You start to look at someone who's had filler for when they're 50 and their face is wide, 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 wide. I think people don't realize that when you fill your face, great, it looks good. And then you fill your face again, great, it looks good. And then you fill your face another 10 times the filler is still in it from mm-hmm. the first time you did it. Yeah. So I think that conversation needs to be had too because everyone just thinks, oh, filler is so great. It's actually incredibly aging if you look at it over time. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. And a lot of 
surgeons that have come on my show. I don't know if surgeons that you've had, Dr. Diamond, if they've talked about that, but a lot of them will say that. Like it doesn't actually leave your tissue or some of it might, but it doesn't really. And when they're getting to the point where they're doing a facelift on someone and they're detaching your face and pulling your tissue up, that filler is still there. And this is why I'm a proponent of fat. <laughs> yeah. and you've, I mean, you've, I think if you're going to do it, like that's the way to go. I think I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, fat is is real. It's not staying there and sticking to your skin. And also like filler over time also bumps. Mm-hmm. It almost pockmarks out. I just, yeah. I think we've been like spoon fed this information that we have to get Botox. We have to get filler. And listen, I'm a fan of do you whatever that looks like, but know what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think people just want the instant gratification. So they're doing things that might look good short term without thinking about the long term ramifications. And I think there's going to be a lot of people walking around in 10, 15 years with lumpy faces. (laughs) And then you're going to have to do some kind of surgical intervention. I mean, it's tricky. It's it's a balance. Yeah. And it's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And if you love filler and you're listening to this and you good feel like it you. looks good, love your fucking you do filler. You. Love Fill the your filler. face all day long. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I know people that do a little here and there and it looks great. And then like I know on me, filler, I just look bloated. I so. can't have a lot of filler in my face at all because I'm a proponent of swelling. It just yeah. doesn't look good. Yeah. It actually makes me look heavier. So let's talk about your approach to skincare. Um, you mentioned your product, the ice roller, and you also have the face oils. You're all about inflammation, right? Like after what you went through and just everything that you've learned about wellness, you believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that a lot of these issues start with inflammation. So how do you treat inflammation both on your skin and within your body? So I was so inflamed the other day from travel and margaritas and sleeping in different places, just everything. And so I text my holistic facialist and I said, I need to come in. And I walked in, I'm not joking you with mascara down my face. My face was round (laughs) and I walked out and it was completely snatched and drained. Yeah. You look very, well, I don't know about right now, lifted, but uh, hopefully right now it's still lasting. (laughs) I feel like you have to manipulate your face. Mm -hmm. Your face is a muscle. When I went to France, she was like, your muscles are very strong in your face. And it's because, and I know everyone can't do this, but this is my handbag. This is my shoes. This is my earrings is getting a facial once a week. Like my number one on my list of how I spend my money is time. The second one is convenience. And the third is facials. Like I just think it's your face. You're leading with it. And I believe that wrinkles and fine lines and inflammation, it makes such a difference if you get facial manipulation. Mm -hmm. And you got to find someone good who really knows how to sculpt and drain it down your neck. And then I think every facial, and my facialists do this, is you heat it up to cool it down. So you go, you do hot towel, you do hot oil massage, you're draining it down, and then you use ice roller ice at the end to tighten it. And I have just found that is the cure for me for facial inflammation. And I can tell you, I have tried Mm -hmm. everything, like everything with how swollen I was. And the facial manipulation with the ice, there's nothing like it. Okay. And then as far as products, you mentioned before that you were having like hyperpigmentation issues. What do you use topically for hyperpigmentation, fine lines, 
dryness, all of that. What's your take us through your morning and nighttime routine? I don't have a set routine, but I will tell you this. My routine used to be way more complex than it is now. It's very, very simple and it's very, it's more simple products. A lot of oil, which is why I created the pomegranate raspberry oil because I want, I'm obsessed with pomegranate oil. Since I was 19 years old, I use it to remove my makeup and I didn't find a high quality one on the market. So I wanted that. But then I'll also use like an Elemis and OC oil. I love both of those brands for oils. I mix my oils all the time. I'm a huge fan for something more clinical as SkinCeuticals. I can tell for my skin type that it works. Like I can just feel it. But I love like really small batched brands that some of them don't even have an Instagram, like Kindred. Great brand. It has the most amazing oil cleanser. It has this apple serum that's like stem cells. It's all small batch. She makes it at her house. Another brand is H for Love totally small brand, but she makes it all at home. There's this other one called um, May Lindstrom. Hmm. And she has this blue algae. It's a little, it's a little thing. It's like blue spirulina and algae that she makes in her home. It's like $150 for like a little thing. It is life-changing. Where do you get that? Does she have Instagram? She has Instagram. This May, is May Lindstrom. May Lindstrom. Like maybe I've seen that. I bet you, you have. And once I mention it, your phone will pull it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's just everything is like made with love and, and each ingredient is so thought out. So I'm really about those kinds of brands mixing with a little bit of clinical, not too much. But then the skin tip, I'm telling you, is facial massage with oil and then ice. Like mm-hmm. that's the tip. And ice if you don't get an ice roller, whatever, put ice on your face in the morning, on your eyes when they're puffy. It's truly such an incredible beauty product, even though, I mean, ice is free. Mm -hmm. I just like, I need like a roller to roll it out, which is why I like that to drain all the fluid. But if Mm -hmm. you just want to put ice, like take a big bowl, put ice in it with water and dunk your fucking face in it. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, is there one beauty product or one thing that you think everybody is sleeping on, like that people just don't know about something that you do. I guess it could be anything for beauty, wellness, whatever. It doesn't have to be necessarily skincare that you think is like the best thing that you've done for yourself, but people just don't know. Your hands. I think I can't not believe how many (laughs) people I see, and I can see because I've been so swollen, who don't drain their face. I'll give you an example. I went to New York and I said to Michael, I was like, oh my God, so many people have circles under their eyes because they're so tired here. Mm -hmm. No, it's not circles because they're tired. It's circles because the pollution gets stuck in their Mm -hmm. under eye bags and they don't drain those toxins and it builds up and builds up and builds up. And I'm not saying all of New York, okay? I'm just saying (laughs) that there was people that I was dealing with that I thought was tired it's the pollution and the air quality that fills up underneath your eye bags. Mm-hmm. That has to be drained or it just sits there. Mm-hmm. And I just can't believe how many people work their body out and don't work their face out. Your face is a muscle. Mm-hmm. This may be like a boring beauty tip is your hands. But if you go Google facial massage video, there's one by Lisa Elthridge, and it's amazing. And you put oil on your face, you will lose all the puffiness and pollution and things that are stuck in your face. And it ends up helping with acne, circulation, under eye bags. Like if you have under eye bags, in my opinion, I wouldn't go get filler. I would drain them first. Mm -hmm. That's my tip. 
Yeah, it is true. And every time I go to New York, actually, my skin freaks out. I mean, really traveling anywhere, just different climates and different air, all of that. But New York especially, and everybody listening to this knows New York is my happy place. I would move there tomorrow if I could full time and never come back. But it's completely different. I mean, there is so much pollution. It's such a different lifestyle. It's just kind of like, and it and it shows in your skin for sure. Yeah, it's really rough on the skin. And if I were living in New York, 100%, my, my way of spending money and time would be at a facialist once a week. How do you feel the differences with Austin and LA? Do you feel like your skin is different there? I think my skin is the same. I have a great facialist, Mo, at Heal the Goddess. And then in Austin, I have um, Brooke at The Road. And Brooke uses facial acupuncture, which is super, super amazing. Like, she does facial Botox with acupuncture. So it's not actually Botox, but it relaxes the wrinkles. And my skin is glowing afterwards. And I think a facial, like we've sort of been trained to think, oh, it's like in a hotel at a spa and it's this big thing. To take an hour and a half to yourself, I put on a meditation and I will just meditate while she's doing facial acupuncture. I feel like a million fucking bucks afterwards. I'm a better mm-hmm. mother. I'm a better wife. I'm more calm. I think people are sleeping on facials. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you say that about acupuncture because I have this philosophy that like at least for me, I always look the absolute best after I've either gotten Botox or like after I got fat transfer, for example, I had diffuse swelling all over my face where it was just a tiny bit puffy from like the trauma, I guess, that had been done to me on my skin. But it looked amazing. Like I looked like I was 12 years old because I had not one line. And so I was joking with Dr. Mascaro, who did my surgery, I'm like, we need to find a way to like market this, like just so that you can go in once a week, get pricked and then have diffuse swelling for the week and look freaking amazing. And then I was like, wait a second. I know that's not how acupuncture works, but I was like, maybe that is like part of it a little bit. If you're putting the needle in, you're getting just a little bit in that region. You might be right. (laughs) And also microneedling, like anything that stimulates the skin, you actually might be right. Because whenever I get facial acupuncture, I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? I like it just does something to your skin that's so incredible. Yeah. I mean, I know it increases circulation and there's all the I don't even understand the mechanisms behind it. But also you're like poking a little needle in there. And as a result of that, your skin reacts and you get like a little bit of like the good puffiness, like just a tiny bit of diffuse swelling. I think that's like that's the key to <laughs> That's actually very, very smart. I never that's thought right, about aging. that, but that makes so much sense now that you say that. <laughs> Well, I know you have to run. I usually ask my guests like one thing that people should stop doing today and one thing they should start. Stop worrying about what everyone else is doing and focus on on what you're doing. I think we spend, and I'm going to include myself in this, so much energy that's productive on things that just don't matter. I mm-hmm. think for me, that includes muting Instagram stories. Like I I don't want to be consuming content all day long. I want to be creating it. So uh, muting Instagram stories, I don't watch the news. I just, you know, I, I try to like read up in the morning very quickly, but I don't sit and watch the news because I try to focus on things that I can control, not that I can't control. And even, you know, this is a weird example. I microdose mushrooms. And when I microdosed, I thought, oh my God, there's something negative I'm doing every single day and I don't even realize it. And that was every single time I would sit down and eat lunch, I would go on Daily Mail. 
And it was a habit. It became a habit for like three years. I would spend 10 minutes scrolling through Daily Mail, which is like a celebrity tabloid, while I was eating. And when I microdose, I'm like, this is so negative. I'm, I'm using my lunchtime, which should be to lower my cortisol, to read about celebrities and other people. And in that second, and this was like probably five months ago, I stopped. I was like, I'm just not going to do this anymore. That little tiny change was so powerful. So what I think people should stop doing is worrying about what everyone else is doing. And what I think they should start doing is using their energy to be productive towards what they want to build and create. Love it. Well, thank you so much. Where can everybody find you? I am at Lauren Bostick on Instagram at The Skinny Confidential for product line. And my book, Get the Fuck Out of the Sun, is on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Target. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you liked it, and if you like the show in general, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It goes a long way, and it's actually the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to the Blonde Files podcast on Instagram. I'm always posting about each episode there or over on my personal page at Ariel Laurie. 